Good morning, good evening, or good afternoon. This is Comics and Power Journal number four from Blind Geek. It's been a while, and that is not through any fault of my own, per se, in that I have been laid up for most of the last, oh, four weeks, three weeks? I'm not sure how long. It's all kind of a blur. Uh, At first, I thought I was just sick with a cold, which apparently I was, but then it developed into a sinus infection, and it took a, I thought I was getting better, and then it took a dive for the worse, way down. Like, I could barely even talk. And so I didn't want to record a journal entry like that. I mean, it was, it would have been funny, but not funny. And also, my throat felt like I'd swallowed razor blades, and it just was not conducive to speech. So uh, I've been taking antibiotics and learning what it's like to live life as a ball of snot. How's that for a nice graphic image? I hope nobody was eating while listening to this. Sorry about that. <laughs> but then the mischievous side of me is not. Um, anyway. <laughs> uh, so yeah, had, had that fun experience. And now I'm, I'm on the mend. I'm not completely uh, over it, as you might be able to tell from my voice. It's not quite... Uh, back to normal, but it's fairly close. So close enough where I can start doing these again. <coughs> I also apologize for that. Um, and it may happen again a few times because that is, like I said, I've got the last vestiges of this thing, which are not going quietly. Um, so there's that. That's my update. Not, nothing exciting as far as that went. That's But that's why there hasn't been an entry for me in a while. Uh, but here I am. So on to more pleasant things. Uh, Christmas. Christmas was good. Christmas was fun. Um, got the Magnificent Seven uh, for myself because it came out after I had given Santa Claus my list. So I didn't put it on my list. But uh, I love Westerns and I I really liked that movie. I have not seen the original, so I can't compare it. But uh, it, it, it it's it's... To me, a classic Western in the sense, at least in the modern, that sounds weird, a modern classic, but I, <laughs> there are some really good Westerns in re- in fairly recent years. I say fairly recent because I consider Tombstone to be one of the best of the new Westerns, and that's from 1993, which is not really that recent anymore it's almost well let's see almost 25 years old so that's not recent but it's more recent than say the westerns that were around in the 60s and 70s so anyway i find magnificent seven to be among that camp of more modern there we go more modern uh good westerns so i highly recommend it and if you are so inclined the blu-ray at least and i have no reason to think the dvd isn't this way as well the blu-ray has audio description so and it needs it this movie is not one that you can follow very well well you can up to a point um you can (laughs) you can follow the movie for the first, oh, two-thirds, I would say, 
without the audio description and get a fairly good idea of what's going on. There'll be holes, of course, as there is uh, anytime you try to follow a movie without audio description with no one describing anything to you. Uh, but you can get the gist of what's going on until, I would say, the final third. Um, even then you get the gist of it, but you're missing so much because the third, the last third of the movie is when the big, I don't think this is counts as a spoiler given if you know anything about the plot of the movie. Um, basically the very short version is seven gunfighters band together to save a town, which is being ruled with an iron fist by a baron. Okay, that's nothing that you won't get from the trailer or from a, a small plot description. The last when the big battle takes place. So it's basically one long action sequence. Um, and you might, I don't know, that I, I, I was, when I, I've seen it twice now, I saw it once in the theater with audio description and I saw it once last night without audio description. Um, and I was struck by how little dialogue there is in the last third of the movie, because when I was seeing it in the theater, I was so engrossed in what was going on and following the description that it hadn't occurred to me that there was not, you know, I know what's happening. So I wasn't thinking about it from the perspective of not knowing, but, uh, yeah, yeah, you might be able to follow it better than I thought but still it loses a lot let's put it that way so if you can get it with audio description i highly recommend doing so and it's it's a great movie denzel washington is awesome as always and uh the, the whole cast is is good it's it's a very worth your time if you're into westerns at all and even if you're not i encourage you to check it out okay now so there's that. I also got several DVD sets to further my collections um, of shows that I like to own on DVD. <coughs> Excuse me. I am now caught up on my NCIS. I'm caught up on my Big Bang Theory DVDs. And I am caught up on uh, several other series as well. Uh, my roommate got me a really cool bottle opener. It's a mermaid. It's a three-dimensional mermaid, and uh, her arms are raised, and in her hands she is holding the bottle opener portion. I collect bottle openers. I don't drink, and so I really have not much use for the bottle openers, but I still collect them anyway. I find them interesting. Uh, especially, I don't just collect any bottle openers. I collect the ones that I find <laughs> interesting so uh, it's not a it's not a matter of being a completionist so much as it's just a matter of oh that's cool i want that so i've got a millennium falcon bottle opener i've got the mermaid one now i've got a um an alien creature it looks like a weeble wobble from uh if you remember you know, the show's my age um so it's kind of egg shaped but it's got where its mouth is is the bottle opener so it's kind of cool. It just it just sits it it wobbles but it doesn't fall down. Um I have an anchor bottle opener. Looks like a boat anchor. I've got a lighthouse bottle opener. 
Um, I've got the Next Generation Enterprise as a bottle opener. Thank you, thinkgeek.com. Um, and that's right now about it, but I'm always on the lookout for interesting bottle openers. So there's that. Uh, let's see what else, what else? I'm sure there are other things that people will feel very... Oh! One of my gamer friends bought me a set of Braille polyhedral dice, which is so cool. And uh, I'm so excited. I get to use those on uh, a week from today because my gaming group that's playing Dungeons & Dragons is meeting on a bi-weekly basis right now. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, the dice are from 64-ounce games. They're very interesting. I would say it's the, it's it's a set of polyhedral gaming dice with Braille. So that in and of itself is an awesome thing. Uh, so when I when I make the following comments, I want to preface that them by saying that the fact that this is a reality is very cool. It's something I've wanted since I started role playing in sixth grade. I am now forty five put that into perspective um so this is like a culmination of a life nearly lifelong dream and that is very cool having said that this is uh these are not perfect and and that's fine they're not i'm they can they need they they could use some refining um and i think the people behind 64 ounce games are aware of that i've heard rumors that they're using their looking into a different way of manufacturing the dice. Uh, what they do right now is they glue two pieces together and the, which is fine. The problem is that there's a seam where the two pieces join. And sometimes the, that seam makes the braille very hard to read. Uh, instead of having dots that are recognizable, you get a kind of a smudge and you go, what, what the hell is that? And you have to sort of use process of elimination to figure out, oh, okay, that's the seven or whatever. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so there's that. And the other thing I think is just going to come with practice on my part of looking at them. Um, each number is kind of in a, it's got boundaries around it. And the boundaries are curved because the, each a number is on each side of the dice. And so there's a, amidst the curving boundary lines, there's a straight line. And I believe what you're supposed to do is to put the straight line on top in order to read the numbers. Because if you don't have something like that, Braille is a very, for those who don't know what Braille looks like, it's made up of six dots. And depending on what dots are used and what direction they're going, uh, it can be... Okay, well, I'll use an example. Two dots vertically or vertical from each other uh, represent the number two. Two dots that are right next to each other um, represent the number three. So if all you feel are the two dots and you don't have a reference point, 
uh, it's really, it's impossible to tell whether that is supposed to be a two or a three. And the same thing with a five and a nine. Those are also made up of two dots, um, diagonal from each other. And again, if you don't have a reference point, you don't know whether you're looking at a five or a nine. So, uh, uh, same thing with four and six. Those are three dots, but they're facing different directions. The, the four, the three dots make, um, face one way and six, the three dots face the other way. So again, if you see that configuration of dots without having a point of reference, you have no way of knowing. Um, in fact, eight is also that way. It's another configuration of three dots, but you don't know. You have to have them, you know, a, a point of reference to know which way those dots should be facing in order to know what number it's supposed to be. Because, uh, otherwise you just, you know, you could make it whatever you want and that's not cool. So I think, like I said, I think you're supposed to put the straight line on top. The problem is sometimes the curving of the lines is so slight that it's difficult to know where the straight line is. Now, having said all that, I'm still getting the hang of these dice. I may use them a little more and say, oh, well, of course it's, uh, why didn't I realize this before? There's a very easy way to do this, and this is what it is. But just my initial, I just got them in the mail yesterday. And so I've had a few, I've played with them for all of about 15 minutes. Um, but these are my findings. Again, because it's such a big deal to me, I want to make sure it's clear. These are m relatively minor. I mean, especially the second one is very minor because I know there's there's a way, there's a method to the madness, if you will. It's nothing should overshadow the fact that this is a set of Braille gaming dice. That is so cool. I mean, yeah, so that that is the rest of this can be easily solved with some just tweaking here and there or whatever. I mean, the fact that these are are manufactured that you can buy them uh, online is just awesome. And I really want to thank Trilobite my gaming buddy for uh, buying them for me for Christmas. That was very cool of him to do. So uh, there's that. Now that's Christmas. Christmas was awesome. Um, and I've actually started reading comics. Finally, finally. Now it may surprise guy as he's listening to this to know that I did not start with goof because I stupidly, apparently I don't know when it happened because I didn't think it did. I went to find goof in my mailbox and uh, can't, and I am not going to ask for the links a third time. That's just completely irresponsible and lame and I won't do it. So um, I went with what I've got that I already had purchased. And so I've started with Aurora issue one. And, uh, I had, I had listened to it before, like when it first came out. Um, and I don't think I finished it. I thought I had, but it did not end. <laughs> it did not end where I thought it ended. So apparently I did not finish it the first time. Um, or if I did finish it, I wasn't paying enough attention. 
But uh, I liked it much better the second time. I think because I was the first time I listened to it, I was in my mode of what is this comics and power thing? What is, oh, it's not an audio drama. It's an audio comic. That's not what I was expecting. Gee, I don't know. I really like audio dramas. Huh? I don't know. And there was a lot of that going on in my head. So, uh, I, I, I think I might have been too focused on that. Now I knew what to expect. And so I was able to really enjoy the comic for what it was. And uh, it's awesome. And I don't know how to handle this part because I don't want to spoil things. There are a lot of things I would love to discuss about this. But I don't want to spoil things for people who don't know. <coughs> Excuse me. Who haven't bought the issue. So I will, for the time being, keep my comments general. And uh, until I get the okay to uh, do otherwise. I, I don't want to... There are questions. Let's put it this way. Uh, I am intrigued by a lot of aspects of this story. Um, who, well, hmm. Can I say that without spoiling? Okay. Let's just, all right, here. Let's get this out of the way because I'm not, I'm not going to do it. Okay. For those of you who haven't read the issue, check it out. It's an awesome story. It's uh, the basic plot. Daniel Price is a soldier. Uh, if you like mecha battles, this is going to work for you. He, thus, uh, Daniel Price is a soldier who's been fighting these aliens. Uh, they use mechas to do battle, and he has been... I don't think this is giving too much away. If you've read the... Uh, if you've read the... It, it's probably in the plot description. He's been blinded in battle. And now he must uh, try to... He, well, let's put it this way. He must keep fighting, despite the fact that he is now... Uh, well, he's now blind. And he can't use the equipment the way it is intended to fight these guys. Because it all relies on him being able to see what's going on around him. And to read the readouts on the screen in his... Mecca and things like that. So that is the general gist of it. Um, and it's very, it's, it's fun. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a, the one, the other thing I like, and I don't think this is giving away too much because I knew this before I started reading the comic. A uh, guy has said that Daniel will not be getting his, he will never get his sight back. And he will not get some super sense to override the blindness, which is my problem with, well, not my problem with Daredevil. I like Daredevil. Uh, but to say it's a reflection, and, it, and it's awesome to have a blind superhero, but he's not really a blind superhero. I mean, he is, but he isn't. Because technically he's blind, but he might as well not be, because he can see in many ways better than his sighted counterparts can. So he doesn't have to deal with any of the limitations that uh, a blind person normally has to deal with. Um, so I respect the hell out of the fact that Daniel is going to have to do that, and he's not getting his sight back, and it's not, you know, I I like that. So um, that was one of the things that intrigued me about the comic in the first place. So now, having said that, I'm going to say some spoilery things. If you've not 
read the issue, remedy that, and then come back. And if you have read it, then keep going. And guy, actually, I'm going to do this. If this is not something that should be included in this journal, then I will just sign off here and guy can just not put the rest of this in. Um, and that's cool. So for those in case spoilers are not wanted on these, then uh, have a great, uh, have a great time until we chat next. And, uh, it's, this has been fun. Have a great new year's. Have a great, I hope you had a good Christmas, all that good stuff. And bye-bye for now. Okay. Now, either we have ceased or, and no one is hearing this, or we haven't, and I've just said goodbye to nobody, which is okay. Uh, but I'm just, you know, CYA and all that stuff. So in, in the event that spoilers are welcome, here we go. I want to know who put the mechas on the moon. Because, and, and how is it they were made for any humans at all, much less these particular humans with the genetic markers that are necessary? There's a lot of, of, uh, questions about that. Also, who is controlling the Vespers? And my thinking is it'd be really cool if they could get some way of having, having them followed when they retreat and having the, having one of the Auroras made to look like a Vesper and, uh, infiltrate that way maybe i don't know if it'd be possible because they probably have some kind of thing that could that could uh that could read the fact that there's a human in there but maybe not maybe there'd be a way to to camouflage it or something because they need to get some first-hand information this 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 way they've got going on right now about just staving off attacks is 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 not a progressive solution it's only it's a, it's a stalemate at best so and since he's the only one left, he's the only one who can do something about that. And and uh, so that that's my I, I'm I'm hoping maybe something like that is going to happen because I can't think how this can continue. Um, though if they keep doing what they're doing, there there wouldn't be much of a story there, especially since he can't fight back. I mean, he got lucky in this issue. Um, but, uh, that, that, that doesn't happen. You know, you can't rely on it. In fact, it's funny. He, at one point, just decides to hell with it and starts firing wildly in a circle. And I thought, yep, I've been there because that is about the only way that we can play. Well, I shouldn't say the only way. Now I know of people who have memorized patterns of, of how to move your joystick to stop a pwn. But back in my, video game playing days, that was how I played video games. I had no way of knowing, you know, I could play asteroids or something. I would just fire like crazy in every direction. And then eventually I'd hit something and blow the ships up and I wouldn't last very long, but, <coughs> but I got the experience of playing the game. And, uh, so yeah, I could totally relate when, when he finally was just like, this is stupid. I'm going to go ahead and just, you know, if I'm going down, I'm taking some of these guys with me. So that was really cool. That was, uh, that was neat. And 
Okay, I thought I had a lot more to say, but that pretty much covers it. The thing about the moon and who put the mechas there and why. Or, or, and I'm really hoping that there's some sort of infiltration plan going on involving... Uh, yeah, I don't know how that would work because the mechas are built differently. The auroras are built differently, excuse me, from the vespers. So it isn't like he could just climb in and... But something along those lines. There's got to be something. Maybe they could modify the Aurora a little bit. Because uh, they're going to need to do something. If they've only got... I mean... He's the only one left with the genetic markers. They only had 30 to start with. It sounds from the description of things like they've been getting blown to hell. So there can't be ma that many left of the original 30, I would think. So... Even if the daughters, if even if they could survive long enough for the daughters to get uh, to be old enough to to join the battle, they're gonna need they're gonna need more machines. Even I mean, hell, it seems to me there's no reason why they couldn't build similar machines. Even if they weren't necessarily auroras, they could reverse engineer. The technology of an aurora and build something that anybody could could work with and and get more manpower that way so yeah there's a lot of this is a very intriguing story for me um i am definitely hooked i've got the second issue so i'll be reading that very soon and uh we'll go from there but uh but yeah this this one's a, this one's a, i love this one um and then there's the whole character dynamic between him and his wife. Which I find interesting. Um, but that's about all I have to say about that. I know that's not a lot. That doesn't really tell you anything. But uh, I don't know. I find it interesting that she chose, you know, the, they, hadn't, they hadn't made love since the battle. And yet it takes him quite possibly going off on a suicide. Well, no, as far as she was concerned, he was going off on a suicide mission for her to uh, be with him again physically. So that, uh, I hope, isn't something that just gets left on the sidelines because that can't feel too good from his perspective. Um, admittedly, he didn't feel that great about himself at the time and, and for all and still doesn't. It sounds like, but uh, anyway, the point of this is there's a lot going on and a lot of potential for where it could go. And that's what I like in a good story. So, yeah, I'll definitely be reading more of this. And uh, once I know exactly what are my parameters of what to, you know, how spoilery I can get, there won't be this weird should I stay or should I go kind of thing um, as there was today in this journal. But uh, yeah, so far so good. I'm very impressed. And on that note, my voice is starting to give. <coughs> so I'm going to uh, bring this to a close. But as I said earlier, I hope all of you listening have great holidays. Hope you got, hope Santa was very good to you or whatever. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm very Christmas centric. I apologize. I have no, I am not 
attempting to leave anybody out. It's just for me, that's, um, well, what can I say? Um, I'm a Christmas fanatic, so I, I tend to think in those terms, but, uh, and I, and I hate doing the PC thing of just, you know, saying happy holidays. If, if, if I say Merry Christmas and you don't celebrate Christmas, you know, I don't get offended if somebody says to me, Hey, happy Hanukkah. You know, it's not like I, how dare you? I don't celebrate that holiday. It just, I figure, okay, well, you know what? I get the good wish. I, I, I'll take it as it's intended. And there we go. So good wishes to all of you, regardless of what you celebrate, even if you celebrate nothing, (laughs) even if, you know, just, I wish for you a good day or two or however many. So, uh, there you go. That's my, that's my take on things. Um, I'm starting to babble. So it is time to say, be safe, be well, be good humans, as someone who I respect once said, and uh, catch you next time. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on a second. So, uh, Eric asked a question. This is Guy here, by the way. Uh, Eric asked a question. Can you use spoilers in this, in this, these, in these journals? And yes, you can. Just keep the mild spoilers, not the big, you know. So the, the, the big surprise ending was this, or the Hobgoblin's identity was uh, this, and so on. So not the big spoilers, the small spoilers. And by the way, last thing before we go, uh, I actually say uh, Happy Holiday, which, you know, every person celebrates only one holiday, and not two holidays, most of, most of the people. So um, that's another solution to go with. In any case, I am deeply, deeply, deeply offended that you wished me a Merry, a Merry Christmas when actually I don't celebrate Christmas and I am so angry and so offended that I will wish you a Merry Christmas right back. So that's it. And that's enough for today, everyone. I hope you enjoyed, uh, I hope you're enjoying, uh, the daily journals and I will see you tomorrow in the funny pages. Mm-hmm.